Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Right now, my boy Brian Stessel from the Herbcast is shaving his hair to help cure childhood cancer. So if you have a chance, you have any money, go on to HerbCast.com and be sure to donate. It's a really great cause. Brian's a really good dude. He's doing something that's really cool where they're going to cut off his hair and they're going to dye it. All for the cause of you know trying to cure childhood cancer. So he's raising money for that. It's a really great cause. I hope people take the time to check it out. Help Brian because Brian's a great dude, man. Please, if you have a moment, go on to HerfCast.com. Check out his cause. Help him out. Thank you. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me this week on the podcast is a special guest. Let them know who you are, brother. Wow. My name is Doug, and I am one half of the podcast, Good Times, Great Movies. Welcome to the podcast, Doug, man. Nice no, to have you thank on, you. Thank you for having me. No, I, I really appreciate the invite. Happy to be here. Definitely, definitely. As always, we like to start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Doug, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Question number one. What is the best album or song you listened to in the past year? And it doesn't have to be new, by the way. Okay. No, that's that's good. I don't listen to anything all that new, but I, I'll go about as new as I can. About, oof, maybe like eight years ago, um, I listened to this band from Canada called Magneta Lane. They're more of like a... You know, traditional rock group, but they're three girls that are, you know, like in their late teens. And uh, I was really impressed. That's not uh, they're not around. Up. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get your listeners to follow down some rabbit hole where they're just looking up. They're like, Magneta Lane? What? This doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like you looked at some things in your room and just came up with a name. <laughs> right, yes. No, it's a they're a real band. They're not together anymore, but uh it's it's pretty good music. Really nice. How convenient. They're not together anymore, so you can't find the music anywhere. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Don't go looking for the music because they're not together anymore. So. <laughs> if you if you wander in some dark corner of the internet, that's not I didn't send you there. <laughs> Question number two, Doug. Yeah. Give me your top five favorite movies. Favorite movies of all time? Of all okay. time. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I think I can do this. Um, my tastes tend to skew horror. So uh, I'll, I'll try not to overload it with horror. But I, I would have to say um, David Lynch's Mulholland Drive is number one. So okay. it's, it's my 
favorite movie of all time. I'm going to say uh, Suspiria, the original, the one from uh, 1977, not the not the recent remake. Uh, I would also say John Carpenter's The Thing, right up there. Amazing. And I'm going to go, what's that, three? I'm at three right That's now? three. Okay. I'm going to say Persona from uh, Ingmar Bergman, not to get too heady here. And I'm also going to go with the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. okay. I've seen two out of five of those movies. Okay. All right. You know what? Again, with the music and with the movie choices, <laughs> I am giving your listeners something to do. And you as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I've seen The Thing and I've seen Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street. I've heard of my whole oh, okay. drive. All right. I've just never seen it. Uh, you got to check it out. Like, if you like weird movies. Good movie, by the way. What was that? I heard that was a very good movie. It's, it's, it's a great movie. Yeah. If, if you like weird movies that don't make a whole lot of sense, check it out. That's every Tarantino movie. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe yeah. this isn't for you then. <laughs> every Tarantino, Tarantino It makes Tarantino look pretty tame and pretty right. uh, easy to figure out. <laughs> Question number three. What is the dumbest thing you've ever done as a kid? No, sorry. I'm having, I'm having a hard time. You're really cutting out, but I don't know if it's yeah, me or you, actually. Too. Um, can you hear me now? Hello? Man. Hello? He just completely froze up. Uh oh. Damn. Hello? Uh-oh. You're back. What is... Uh, if this... It, I, I can't see you. I don't know if you stopped your video or something. Uh, no, I can my video's still on. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. I am so now. sorry. If if this if this keeps up, I, I don't know. I, I apologize. This is totally on me. I'm assuming because you <laughs> no have problem. done this many times with no problems or, or minimal problems. Eh, what do I know? Um, but I can't see you, but that's okay. We can do this without me seeing you. You still right? can't see me? I think it's your internet. Uh-oh. Can you see me? Doug, are you a dollop? Jeez. Hello? You, you still there? Yeah, no, I, I don't know why this is happening. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. I think it's your internet, sir. I it's uh, I mean it's gotta be my internet, but it's never been this bad. It's it's never great, but it's never ever been this bad before. So I I am so sorry. And if it keeps going, whatever. We can we can bail and we'll do this some other time, I guess. I don't know what is it better on Skype, you think? 
I don't know. I I have no idea. I mean, you you seem fine now. Everything seems fine now. Screw everything's we'll moving. Going. Everything's working. Sorry. This will take us three hours to get past five questions. <laughs> All right. So the last thing you heard was you didn't hear question number three, right? No, I didn't. Okay, so I'll act like I'm reading you again. Off sure, the top sure. Of head. You just act like you're surprised and shocked. Okay, and all that great. Stuff. All right. You, you didn't stop the recording, right? Nope, I didn't right, stop. I'll, I'll just keep going as long as I can. Yeah, all right. Question number three. Yes. What is the dumbest thing you've ever done as a kid? Dumbest thing I ever did as a kid? Um, there's a lot. I wasn't, I don't know. I was a pretty good kid i didn't do anything too terrible oh you know what i would say the dumbest thing i'd ever did as a kid is my friend and i were playing you know nerf football or whatever and we threw it into this tree like a pine tree it was stuck there so we started taking rocks and throwing it and i got up like a quarter of a cinder block it was huge and i was a little kid i was like 11 or 12 and i threw this thing up in the tree but my stupid friend wandered under the tree to get his rock back and so the cinder block hit him on the head, and it's a head wound. There was blood pouring out of his head, and we were so afraid to tell his parents that we went to the bathroom, and I wrapped toilet paper all around his head, and it started to soak through. I mean, we couldn't keep it a secret long. He had to go and get stitches, and I felt terrible, and yeah, it was well, That is really dumb. That was the your friend did as a kid. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? That was on him, not me. Yeah. He sees you throwing rocks. Right. His, his, uh, his response is, let me go under the spot where he's throwing rocks at. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, my friend, he must have really wanted that rock back. That must have been <laughs> the greatest rock to throw to a Nerf ball in a tree. Wow. Yeah. Question number four. Give me your top five favorite actors. All time. Uh, I'm going to go. All right, let's, let's do some, let's do some fun stuff here. Nick Cage. I'm about to say, go to start making up some names now. (laughs) No, 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 no. Nick Cage. I would, I would always put Nicolas Cage in there. He's unpredictable. He's absolutely insane and he'll do garbage and he'll do amazing stuff. He seems on board for anything. Yes. Uh, I, I have a weird, un- Unironic love for Charlie Sheen. I love Charlie Sheen. I think he's a. I think he's a phenomenal actor. Again, he's super insane, but I've always liked him ever since so I was a kid. Essentially, you like a lot of drug addicts. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that's right. That's telling me right now. You know what? Yeah, I think there's something to be said about that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Let's go classy and let's go old Cary Grant. I think okay. he's absolutely phenomenal. Um, are, I mean. I don't want to get into gender roles here, but when you say actor, are women... Uh, you can include women if you want. Okay, to all right, actress, okay. We, okay, because I really think Scarlett Johansson is absolutely phenomenal. And and I think at the end of her career, uh, we'll look back and we'll just you know, say how, how fantastic she was and how a lot of her roles were probably ignored or she wasn't given enough chances. Um and then I'm going to let's go old school again and let's just go Catherine Hepburn, who is also fantastic. I mean, I know I'm I know I'm jumping around here, you know, basically I'm taking people from the 40s or right now. But you know what? Hey, these are my rules, I guess. Yeah, yeah your choices. Those are good choices. <laughs> yeah. All right. Definitely. All right. Question number five. This could be a fun question for you. Sure. Thanos comes to Earth. 
Okay. You can only pick five superheroes to take Thanos out. Who are you picking? From any universe, by the way. It doesn't have to be DC or Marvel. Anybody you want to pick. It could be okay. anime. It could be video games. Just give me oh five God, characters. Okay. To take right, out okay. Thanos. Anybody. Okay. Oh, God. Superheroes are so not my jam. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know the big ones, but boy, I just don't live in that That's world. I so I, any universe you want to use. You pick any universe. Doesn't necessarily have to be Marvel, right. DC. It doesn't have to be... I, okay. I, would, I would go as far as say it could just be TV characters. It could be movie okay. characters. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, really, really trying to work through this one here. Anyone who's going to... You know what? Let's stick... Let's stick with superheroes. I think I can do this. I think okay. I'm going to do this. I, I, I think... I feel like Superman is too easy an answer. I feel like I cannot do that. There needs to. I feel like he could just whatever. He wins all the time or, or whatnot. Um, Batman is super cool. I got to go with Batman just to be there, okay, just so. for him to be there. I don't. I don't know that he's going to take on some sort of cosmic being and stand yeah. a chance at all. Yeah, you got five people now. Like right. So Batman's exactly. one. Batman's this is Thanos one. with the gauntlet. That's all right. That's if okay. He snaps. I we're all dead. <laughs> All right. Okay. No pressure. Well, not, not all of us, but like half of us. I might be okay in the yeah. end of this. Um, all right. So, so we got Batman. I am also going to go with Green Lantern. Is Green Lantern the guy who's just like he can make anything and create anything he yes. wants? Okay. All right. I'm gonna. All right. I'm gonna go with him. I'm also gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go with Iron Man too. I think okay. that suit that's gonna come in handy. Somebody's gonna have to be able to fly around. So, all right, to be this clear, is Green Lantern can't fly. So, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> okay. So, all right, then I'm coming in from two angles, and I guess Batman's just hanging out. Yeah. All right, so I think I'm also going to. Um, I think I need some sort of alien. I think I need Vision. I think I need Vision, even though he didn't do anything in those movies. I think he was pretty unceremoniously killed early on. But I, I think I need some sort of robot, you know, superhero thing. So I'm gonna this, go vision. This is this is terrible. This is these are the worst. This is awesome. The, the the universe has already been destroyed, and I haven't even thought of the obvious. I'm gonna go with the Incredible Hulk. Just okay. I, I need some muscle on okay, this project. You got the Hulk, okay. You got Batman. Yeah. You got Vision. You got Green Lantern. You got who else? Iron uh, Man. Iron Man. Yeah, this is terrible. I don't know. I'm just picking shit out of thin air. (laughs) That's actually pretty decent choices. Okay. All right. You know what? I'm going to take your word for that. (laughs) Yeah. Because Iron Man is Iron Man. Batman is Batman. You know, those both two of the smartest superheroes you can think of. Then you got Vision, Mm -hmm. who's super strong. The Hulk is super strong. Right. Right. And who's the person you said? Green Lantern. Green Lantern is also really, really strong. And he's probably can. Keep the ring. All you have to do is kind of keep the stones off of Thanos' gauntlet. So that's if you can keep him from snapping his fingers. Yeah, yeah, you got a chance. Okay. No, I. I guess I'm just going strength, and again, Batman's just there. I mean, Batman's pretty strong, but he's just a dude. Yeah, well, Batman so. has equipment, so it's kind of it, he kind of can figure things out. Right. He's smart, so it's good to have him there. <laughs> 
So right. let everybody know a little bit about yourself, Doug, for those who don't know about you. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I mean, most people, if if you're listening to this and you have any interest in me as a human being at all, I mean, go listen to my podcast. Uh, like I said, it's called Good Times, Great Movies. Um, my co-host and I, we choose, we do it every other week, and we choose an 80s movie that has something to do with that time period. So if, if we just choose something based on holidays, based on seasons, based on an actor's birthday or director's death day or something we can even get that morbid that's how we try and choose our movies and if you're looking for some sort of serious film discussion do not listen to my show i mean <laughs> it is it is just a springboard for us to make fun of the movie even if it's good like even if i mean i i love robocop i think it's an, an amazing phenomenal movie and it was one of the most fun things to make fun of because it's goofy like at its core it's goofy. So we we really do try and have a good time. We hope we're entertaining people. Uh, the biggest complaint I get about uh, the show is that we don't choose very popular movies. Um, and also, I think another reason why we might do that is the whole podcast is a reason for me to watch movies I've never seen before. <laughs> so we don't necessarily... like we've. We've never done Goonies before. We haven't done any Star Wars movies yet. Uh, we haven't done E.T. I'm not saying we're not going to get to those, but I'd much rather talk about Sleepaway Camp and, you know, stuff like that. that Sleepaway Camp's you know, a great movie. It's, it's an amazing movie. And that was one where my, uh, my co-host, she had never seen it before. I, I'd seen it before, but when yeah. I knew she was going to watch that, I was like, your head is going to explode at the end of this. Yeah, it didn't terrify me as a kid. Oh, uh, how, how young were you when you saw it? I'm going to say eight. What? Eight? What? Yeah. Wow. I oh. saw it when I was like 11 or 12. I thought that was young. Yeah, I eight <laughs> when I saw Because um, I remember when I was younger, my uncle had a whole bunch of VHS tapes in his house. And most of them were horror films. Like that's how I got okay. to saw all the Nightmare on Elm Street films. That's okay. how I saw all the Friday the Thirteenth movies and stuff that was out at the time. And that's how I saw Sleepaway Camp and a, a whole bunch of other movies like uh, Hellraiser wow. and stuff like that because he had them all on VHS tapes. Oh my god, that's that's amazing that you had a relative. Like I used to have to go to friends' houses that had older brothers. Like that was the only way I saw any of this stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, and I would. It was at my grandmother's house. I used to be over there every weekend. And it was just a bunch of movies there. So I used to always watch them on those. This is how old I am. <laughs> yeah. The VHS yeah, yeah. tapes. Sure. That had the whole SLP thing where you take off the little snap off the yep. little thing and you can oh. take, record for eight hours. Oh, I know, man. You used to be able to pack like three, four movies onto those things. Yeah. So I would sit yeah. in there and watch those movies all day. Wow. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Now, did it, did it, I don't want to say, did it warp you, but I, I don't know. Every time I talk to people about horror movies, it seems like people get into them when they're young because it does scare you at that age, but you almost become desensitized and you're able to watch them now and see so much more than other people. Do you feel that same way? I think what happened with it is um, watching movies like Nightmare on Elm Street kind of desensitized me to it. It didn't make it as scary as some people would find it because... Right. The Freddy Krueger movies, while there were scary elements into it, he was basically a comedian. 
It was oh, cracking sure. jokes, doing killing people and cracking jokes. So it was like, oh. it kind of made it less scary to me. Yeah. I mean, especially once you get past the first one. I mean, the first one is played straight. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's wonderful. And that, but that second one, that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other issue or, or, you know, thing that they were going for in that. But yeah, once you get past two, then it's just, it's just a joke time. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. And I, I always enjoyed him because of that. He seemed like a, you know, he was, he was like an evil, horrible monster who was having a great time murdering these kids. Yes. I think that's kind of what attracts me to that character because. Yeah. Jason was always super serious and terrifying yep. and scary. But the fact that Freddy Krueger always was like killing people with a smile and really enjoying mm-hmm. his work kind of yeah. gave you kind of a different <laughs> aspect on him. Like, hold on. Holy crap, yeah. he's enjoying this. Well, it was one of those things where it, it was just, he had a personality and you were watching it for him. You, were, you weren't watching it for the the gaggle of teens that he was going to slice up through the thing. He didn't really care about them at all. You watched that stuff for him. And I know that's the same with Jason and Mike Myers to a degree, but I don't know. I never, I never sat there and rooted for Jason because I didn't really care about him. Yeah. He didn't really make you want to root for him. He was a cool character. Yes. But the thing about Jason is, or this is more of a, Think about Michael Myers. Why do you, yeah. why do you need Michael Myers if you have Jason? They're basically oh, yeah. the same character. <laughs> the same character, yes. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Sure. What made you want to start a movie podcast? What got you in the, what even got you into podcasting in the first place? Um, I I started listening to podcasts probably around 2011. I don't know. Do we want to get into sad stories? Should I tell sad stories? Tell whatever story okay. you'd like to tell. All right. Um in around 2011, my wife, young lady at the time, you know, mid thirties, she got stage four lymphoma cancer. It was, it was like in her bones. It was in her spine. And I mean, she had to do all the treatments. She had the worst part of it. So I am not saying that, <laughs> that it was difficult for me because she had it much worse than I do. And, and uh, she's fine now. Um, I couldn't sleep. Like I, there were six months there where I just did not sleep. And I needed something to get my mind off of this. And I found podcasts. So I just started listening. I started consuming as much of this stuff as I could. And then I stumbled onto shows that people I know did. And I didn't know they did this stuff. And the moment I heard them, I was like, wait a second. If this dipshit can do this, (laughs) I can do this. Yeah. And then it really came down to, you know, and it, this, this was over the course of years where I was kind of going, well, do I want to do this? Do I not? Um, then it came down to, if I'm going to do this, I'm not going to do it on my own. I, I'm not going to sit by myself and, and talk into a microphone. Nobody wants to hear that. I don't want to hear that. So who do I want to do this with? Um, and then I, you know, an old friend of mine from college and she and I'd really lost touch and it was the perfect reason to do this. And I even left it up to her. I said, hey, I'm thinking something with movies. We both like movies. You choose it. I was like, I am down with anything you want to do. Come back to me with it. And her thought was 80s movies. And my thought was, oh, I hate the 80s. (laughs) I mean, I hate the the fashion. I hate the music. I hate the artwork. I'm, I'm not saying I hate the movies, but 
I was so unenthused about doing this at first. And man, it made me really, really love this decade way more than I did beforehand. You're one of the few people I actually heard say that they hate the 80s. I know, but yeah, but I I think I'm, I was wrong. I was wrong. And I will admit when I was wrong, but it always seemed, I was a kid in the 80s. The first half of the 90s, I was in high school. Second half, I was in college. So I really do feel like the 90s were my formative years. And while that's not a great decade for film, um, the 80s to me seemed very aggressive. Just the fashion and all of that stuff seemed way over the top and far too exaggerated. So it always turned me off a little bit. I always kind of looked at the 80s, at least when it comes to films, is the time where they just didn't care. The 70s no. were too. But they, yeah. the 80s kind of, they just made whatever they wanted to make. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and however they wanted to make it. When you got films like Big Trouble in Little China, which is oh just so unique, so awesome because it's yep. kind of, it's so wild and out there. It almost feels like a parody. Oh, yeah. And, and it's a parody of multiple things, but it can also, it, you don't have to see it that way. It's not yes. space balls or anything. You know yeah, exactly. what I mean? Yeah. So, and and it's not as though I had a problem with the movies of the 80s at all. And, and it's not even that I had an issue with the, the decade and, and the way movies were made then. I think the 80s did two things that, that really stuck with me and changed the way movies are even made now. And I think that one is really good and one can be negative. I think the good thing about the 80s was VHS and video stores. The fact that the fact that low budget crap could be made and could be seen. That stuff wasn't were you putting it on big giant reels and people were taking it into their hat. Like nobody was making those types of small movies before that. Or if they were, nobody was seeing them. And the the 80s allowed this to happen. The thing that the 80s did that I'm still not crazy about today is they ushered in the blockbuster. They ushered in that. You know, that star, I mean, once you, once Star Wars hit, and I know it was 77, but man, then there were these franchises that kept going. And now when a movie comes out, it's, there are news articles about how much money a movie makes and people care about that. Like, it's something where I see people on Twitter being like, well, I don't know if this uh, new Avengers movie is going to make, I'm like, who the, why do you care? Why do you care? Shouldn't it just be good? Like, shouldn't it just be a good movie? Yeah, I, I I get that. I think people care now. Well, I don't really necessarily. I personally don't care when it's a movie like Avengers and they make a billion dollars. I like it's cool. Yeah, I'm glad that means we're gonna get more. I only care when it's movies like, for example, I'm a big yeah. Bad Boys fan. Oh my god, I, I love, love Bad, bad Boys. Boys. <laughs> so when it when it dropped, I checked to see how much money it made. Like, does sure. this mean we're gonna get a sequel? I'm yeah. gonna get a sequel. That's the only that's the only why I check box offices. Like, hey, okay, are they gonna make enough money to get a sequel for this movie? Yeah, but I just I I I hate that that is. And I mean, what else is the indicator gonna be? But I hate that that is the indicator of Good is movie. this worth it? Yeah, I based agree. on how much money it made. Of course, based on how many people went to see it and all that. But I just I feel like I feel like that's a shame. And and certain things aren't discovered or aren't found to be very good you know 10 years out and you're like jesus christ if people had just seen this for what it was they could have made a sequel this wouldn't have died and so on and so forth it's kind of like how 90s wrestling was um in terms of like back in the attitude era and stuff like that people were always checking the ratings because there was two wrestling companies wcw 
and WBF at the time, and they wanted to see who got the better ratings because whoever got the better ratings was obviously the better show that week. And, and in actuality, it's like, should we really be caring <laughs> about these ratings? Because it really doesn't matter. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. And 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 it it I don't know. It makes sense. That's quote unquote live, and they're in direct competition. I I get it. And and maybe I'm you know I'm I'm probably just saying something that doesn't even make sense anyway. Because if a movie doesn't make money. Why is anybody going to make a sequel? So no, I'm I'm I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I think it's I, I agree yeah. with you though. I think that we've kind of lost because of the blockbuster. We've lost our love of movies in terms of like everything has to be yeah. bigger, better, better. Everything has to be like you can't have these small movies anymore that are just right. Cool. I mean, I I think that you know at least streaming sort of swung in to take the place of video stores and now you can find little things on you know netflix and amazon prime and shutter and stuff like that so i think that that's absolutely fantastic that that stuff is still being made even though i mean i don't i don't really go to the theater anymore first of all i have kids and my wife and i don't like the same movies so i I don't go to the theater everything i see is either physical media that i purchase or it's all streaming stuff anyway. So why do I care? Why do I care about how much money a movie's making? <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, cause, but you're right, though, because they don't like... For, I'll give you a perfect example. Mm-hmm. In the 80s, and I don't know if you did this on your show uh-huh. yet, you can make movies like Mannequin. Oh my God, yeah, we did Mannequin. Yeah, it's it's nonsense. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. which would never come out <laughs> in this generation. <laughs> no one would think about making a movie like no. that. No, 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 not at all. Because I don't know. It's just, it's silly. But it, that wasn't a small movie either. I mean, that's you know, yeah. Andrew McCarthy was a bankable star at the time, and they got him to be in that yeah. weird, weird piece of trash. I mean, it's fun trash, but yeah. it's still trash. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an awful right. concept. It's a movie that no one should ever no. make. Today. And they made a like, sequel. <laughs> they made a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> So, what made you guys want to do 80s movies out of all the movies y'all, you guys thought I get, I, I think it was just my co-host. Well, I think it's the fact that anybody in their, I'm going to say from late 30s into late 40s. I mean, I mean, there's such nostalgia about that era and about, you know, the type of music. I know anybody around my age, oh, if... If a Cindy Lauper song comes on, they're like, oh, this is great. This is fantastic, even though it's yes. terrible. But I, I think that she sort of felt that nostalgia and kind of thought, all right, well, he'd be on board with this. And I was just on board to do a podcast. I mean, fast forward five years later, we've almost been doing it for five years. So I think we're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool that you found something that you love yeah. to do. You've been doing it for five years. What has been like? Doing it for five years with the same co-host, Yeah, with the right? same co-host. Uh, there was only, um, this past year, her, her dad passed away, and there was only one episode that she could not do, that I had to find someone else to do this with. Uh, but no, I mean, five years, we haven't missed uh, Friday yet. Uh, we haven't, uh, you know, it's like clockwork. And, and because we're, we're not doing it every week, like, we... We were very thoughtful in saying, okay, we can do this every other week. To do to do it more regularly is just 
crazy. There's no way we'd be able to do it with family and jobs and all of that stuff. Um, so we really set goals that we could reach, <laughs> but it's still fun. Um, I, I mean, honestly, the show, when the show ends, it'll be because she ended it. I'll do, I'll do this forever. I don't care. I'll do this until I die. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you love about doing podcasts? Um, I, I don't, it's, it's funny because I've had conversations with people that podcast about this and, and everybody seems to have a different reason why they do it, a different reason why they enjoy doing it. For some people, they talk about how it's therapeutic and, and, you know, for other people, they really think that they're reaching a massive audience. I, I am not delusional. But what I will say is I'm reaching way more people now than I did before I had a podcast. So to me, that is a success. Um, no, for me, it, it really is about um, being able to talk to a friend of mine. You know, she we went to college together and we were such great friends in college. And then she moved out to L.A. I moved to, uh, to the uh, Philadelphia area. We were never really going to see each other again. We were... Never. And, 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 you know, as kids came along and stuff like that, you know, the phone calls that were every month became twice a year, became once a year, became, oh, have I talked to her in the past couple of years? So just for that alone, if that's if this podcast is the reason why I can keep talking to her, I'll keep doing it. That's enough. I think it's cool that we've got that point in history. Mm-hmm. I, I've been the first to say, and I've said this multiple times before that. Now it's probably the best time to be alive sure. in terms of how technology has advanced so much with certain yeah. things that were a hindrance are not a hindrance now. Like, for example, um, back in biblical times, people were living to like 25. Sure, sure. Right. <laughs> 20, 25 years old was a person's life expectancy. Right, right. And then you got, then you can, if you go further in history, people, it was slavery, of course. Yeah. That would have been good for me. <laughs> no. Then there were wars, like World War Two, yeah, things like that. And, and you know, you look at the today's time. Our biggest problem is uh, we may not like the president, right? <laughs> if, if that's our biggest problem, I think we're not doing too bad. Like we can talk. We have the voice in terms of like social media to talk to anybody we want to, whether they want to hear us yeah. or not. Yeah, no, I. There's so many ways to kind of be your own mm-hmm. creator. And do your own thing now. Like in terms of like YouTube's a thing. If you don't want to go out there and work in a in a, a nine to five regular job, people yeah. make honest careers out of becoming YouTube creators and creating their own form of entertainment. And there are times where like back in mm-hmm. our time, if you wanted to a form of entertainment, you had to go to the movies or watch yeah. it on TV. And you had, people had to take years to yeah. make that. Like you don't make movies like a week or so. Like <laughs> those things, TV shows don't come out in a week or so. That takes time. And now, with content creation, people can just go in their house and put up their mic or put on their camera and make you your own personal yeah. show. And, and it's amazing. It's one of those things where sometimes I I see people that that have a problem with that. They they don't they don't like it. They don't like that that anybody can put stuff out there. Because the majority of it, and I think you would probably agree, the majority of it's garbage. The majority of it's trash, and, yeah. and it's terrible. But, but also, what's the harm? What's the harm? If it's terrible, yeah. 
Nobody will watch it. Nobody will listen to it. And it'll end up just dying anyway. Like, who cares? But but to say, you know, I couldn't do this. I couldn't be successful because I didn't have the money. I didn't know the people I needed to. I didn't live where I had access to this. Well, most of that stuff doesn't matter anymore. And I think that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I've never been the type of person who kind of like says something about people being creative. Like if that, if you want to use your outlet to be creative, sure. And it just because I don't like it, don't mean somebody else won't like it. And I feel like, hey, there's something for everybody, and it's your choice whether you listen to it or watch exactly. it or not. Exactly. And in some cases, bad content can become can become very good right. to some people. So that's <laughs> it can become another form of entertainment. Yeah. Oh. Oh, please. How. Uh... The Room, Birdemic. Like, people just watch bad... People love to watch bad movies. I mean, that is, that is a, that's almost a genre of film in a strange way. Yeah. And one of, one of our favorite podcasts <laughs> happens to make endless content because right? of bad exactly. podcasts. Exactly, yes. That, I mean, and, and again, I, I think it's, it's one of those things where if you're looking for something nowadays, it's out there and you can find it. It's it's not as like weird and niche and, and 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 I remember when I was in high school and I went to a friend's house and man I I wish I remembered the band but I heard he he had this CD and he's like have you ever heard these guys it was some punk band and I remember listening to it and going I have never this isn't played on the radio like I didn't know music was made that wasn't played on the radio like I I had no idea and and you really had to work sometimes you had to work you had to find these bootleg VHS VHSs of these, you know, Vietnamese horror film. Like you really had to work to find that stuff. And nowadays, if you're looking for something, it is out there. You can find stuff that you like relatively easily. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like the, the same way because I remember being in high school, they used to have these things that they used to sell at the flea market, like yeah, mixtapes. Oh. <laughs> yep. Where you just go out there and buy your these unknown artists' mixtapes and albums and stuff like that and, or their unreleased songs. And that was a thing. You'd buy them and listen to them in school and stuff like oh that. Oh, my like, God, hey, yeah. Yeah. You heard this unreleased Nas song? Yeah. No, here you go. Go buy the mixtape for $5. And you, that was how you found new yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. And now if I want to hear unreleased songs, I just hop on YouTube or <laughs> the, something like that. And it's right I there. Mean, all the stuff, all the unreleased stuff, it's all on Apple. Apple. I mean, Whatever, go to iTunes. They have everything. They they have stuff that was made by some kid in their garage. You can get that stuff up on iTunes if you really try. It's it's not that difficult. Yeah. If you're willing to make no yeah, money. Yeah. Right. If you're willing to make no yeah, money and give all your money to Apple, you can do that. Go right ahead. Yeah. I think it's cool that we live in a time where people can yeah. do that. Where you really if you want if you're a creator, go create. Yeah. Go do your passion. Follow your passion. Follow your dreams. Because, and like I said, not everybody's going to get it. Some people are going to probably think it's terrible, but no. Right. You're doing what you love to do, so knock exactly. yourself out of it. If you love to do it, do it. And then if it gets to a point where you hate it, stop doing it. Like, what? what who cares? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, any final thoughts, buddy? Before no, no, I, I, I certainly appreciate you having me on. I, I, you know, even 
with all of the audio issues that we've encountered, no, I have, I have had a really great time. Um, thank you for having me on and, th- and thank you for doing what you're doing. I went back, I listened to a few episodes in prep and man, I love some of the people you talk to. It's, it's really nice. It's diverse. And I think, uh, I wish there were some more diversity in the eighties movie that I watch. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, thank you for that, man. I appreciate you going back. Of course, and to stuff is really no. I'm, cool. I'm a, hey, listen, I'm a regular subscriber now. That's it. And and again, hey, this is how you do it. This is how you get. Well, I'm not saying this is how you get people having them on your show, but you know what? You got me now, so I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, let them know about your podcast. Let me want to find your podcast at because I think it's really cool that you do that '80s sure. podcast. Also, I have an interesting yeah, sure. question. What are you going to do when you run out of 80s movies? Oh, come on. I'm going to run out of 80s movies? I'll be dead before we run out. We're doing like, we're doing them every other week. We do like 25 a year. We will never run out. There's there's absolutely, if we haven't gotten to Goonies yet, we have plenty of 80s movies to get to. I'm shocked that y'all haven't done Goonies. I, That's fascinating. It's, I know. You've been around for five years and haven't done Goonies. I know, I know. I mean, we've done some big ones. You know, we like I said, we did Robocop. We did Labyrinth. Uh, we did, I, now I can't we did do the right thing so we don't even do really goofy stuff all the time do the right thing was tough that's a tough movie to make fun of like that that is a very serious movie and it's an amazing film that was a little tough to make fun of um but uh no we're we're not gonna run out we're not gonna run out man don't worry about it it'll be all right (laughs) uh i can imagine yeah do, do the right thing could have been a little different right, yes. I mean if you're if you're talking dumb. about Friday the 13th alone we have like 10 movies we can do don't worry that's a half a year's worth of content right there yeah, I guess yeah. you're right I guess, I guess yeah. 80s movies kind of go right. <laughs> yeah. Uh so if anybody is interested in the show of course it's called Good Times Great Movies you can find it wherever you find podcasts uh, we have a website goodtimesgreatmovies.com I know it's a lot to type in but Go ahead and do that. Uh, we're on Twitter at GTGMcast. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You can find us. There's there's no other podcast with that name. So if you type that in, you will find us. Yes. You probably can also find Doug on he, uh, Who Are These Podcasts? Oh, on a case. Yes. Yes. You if you if you think that I am such a nice person on this podcast and I am such a nice person on mine and you want me to be mean, you want to listen to be mean, me to, if you want to listen to be me, oh, be mean to people, I do go on Who Are These Podcasts from time to time. I, I stumbled yeah, into that one. That was, that was me <laughs> asking him to rip my podcast to shreds. And when he did... I was like, all right, I can do this. I, I can go on. I can take out my frustration on somebody I else. I gotta ask, why would you think that was a good idea to do? Like, you asked for punishment. Like, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I I really do like the show. I, I think there are a lot of people who show. listen to it and think it's just mean and that's it. And maybe it is to a certain degree, but I really enjoyed the show. And I I was able to send an iTunes review at that sweet spot before the show became too big where I couldn't weasel my way in. So it just, it just worked out. And when he said, come on, I said, all right, I think I'm going to do this. And I was so nervous to make fun of a podcast when I went on, but it was a blast. And I, I, I hope everybody understands that it's all in good fun, but yeah. Yeah. It's all in good fun. I, I highly recommend people listen yeah. to the podcast. It's a great podcast. 
I enjoy it. I, I get the, the concept behind it. I think it's a really cool, interesting concept. And once you get in on the joke and have fun right. with it, it's yeah. a blast. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Thank you for being on. Your All awesome right. Thank brother. you. I appreciate it. No All problem. Right. And as always, Delver Cactus Spears, we are out. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Delvin Cox Experience. If you'd like more content, you can go on patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There, you will find bonus podcasts and a lot more content. Also, shout out to Patreon producer, Ben Goodwin, a.k.a. UK Ghostwriter. If you want to check him out, go on Twitter at ghostwriter underscore UK. Thank you. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today at our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY.